We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, Chiefs Kingdom? It's Outside the Trenches, presented by Jack Stack Barbecue. As you can tell, I'm not your normal host. My name is Tucker Franklin. BJ is not with us this evening, I guess, is when we're doing this uh, live show. Now, we kind of moved it back a little bit, trying to tinker with some stuff, uh, twist the knobs, get the right formula, you know. But I'm here with my good buddy, Nick Leckie, two-time K-State All-American, two-time Remington Award finalist, I believe, as well, and also Super Bowl champion with the New Orleans Saints. Nick, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's uh, in the midst of everything. Uh, if the worst I have to complain about is, is the Chiefs uh, not performing to their levels and everyone, I guess everyone get to their level and then they're not at their own level. I'm good. I think that's a good perspective to have is if the worst thing that's happened to me right now is the Chiefs are playing really poorly, that's a good thing. Um, But to kick off the show, we started this last week. I want to hear your victory of the week, Nick. What do you got? Let's see here. My victory of the week would be um, I'm going to St. Louis tomorrow. So Hmm. I'm going to drive to St. Louis tomorrow uh, for for work and just uh, talk to some people out there. And uh, uh, be a, a solution, bring solutions. Yeah, that's my victory of the week, man. What about you, Tuck? You got a good victory of the week? Yeah, you know, I got to hang out this weekend with the Casey Lab guys. Matt Lane was in town. Oh. Greg Stout was in town. It's a rare occurrence when you get both of those guys in town. We were at the Holiday Distillery up there, watching some college football with some some of the great subscribers here to KCSN. Uh, took care of them. They had Jack Stack Barbecue, some wonderful Jack Stack Barbecue. I got some beef ribs. Their beef ribs were huge. I didn't yeah. realize like how big they were when the crown when prime they were brought down. But now I don't know if it was crown prime, but we got a good crown prime beef of the week, by the way. But <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. No but that's spoilers. probably a win. Getting getting to see all those guys getting together, spending some time with with the loyal listeners and subscribers of KCSN. Um, it's cool to put faces to online profiles that we see on Twitter, on Discord, everything like that. Uh, that was really neat. I really enjoyed that experience. And if you're listening to this podcast, not a subscriber, there's a ton of perks you get for $50 a month. I think it works out. BJ did the math like 12 cents a newsletter or something yeah. like that. Just some absurdly 
cheap content for you. And Craig Stout just wrote a really great defensive breakdown. Defense is a hot topic right now, right? Um, they've really <laughs> been struggling. So, yeah, it's it's what people are talking about. Craig Stout did a phenomenal breakdown. Go and subscribe for $50 a year, and nice. you will get that. And not only if you subscribe right now for $50 a year, you get to help our Feed It Forward initiative. As BJ and I will be out at the Kansas State School for the Blind delivering cookies to those teachers, those paras, Everybody helping out there at the Kansas State School of the Blind will be donating those cookies from Cookie Society, uh, Jeff Allen's company. Man, I love Cookie Society. I know that he's gotten, like, uh, Travis Kelsey's been posting about it. Patrick Mahomes has been posting about it. Wonderful cookies. Uh, wonderful people at Cookie Society as well, doing a good cause. So if you do get that $50 subscription, that w- we will donate 10 cookies, essentially kind of in your name, I should say in air quotes. I don't know if we put names on them, but um, <laughs> you will you will pay for 10 cookies to go to teachers during this tough time. You know, BJ is well connected with teachers. My mom was a para when I was in high school, too. So i uh, got a family of teachers here. So it's always good to look out uh, for those teachers, Nick. I agree. You know, I think in other countries, teachers are, are paid a lot higher. And I feel like teachers in America aren't paid as well. And I feel like if anyone deserves a pay raise, it's them because they control the future. They are, are shaping the young minds of our future and setting the groundwork for the generations going forward. They really are. They really are. So, Nick, let's go ahead and dive into the football stuff. This is the front of the queue. Uh, a phenomenal name you came up with, by the way. It was off the dome, I think, after a show one day. You're like, yeah, let's just call this off the front of the queue. We got three topics right here that I want to hit on real quick. Number one is probably the hottest topic and maybe the broadest topic that we have on this front of the queue. But, Nick, how do the Chiefs rebound from that just embarrassing pantsing on national television? <laughs> A schoolyard pantsing. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what it looked like. It wasn't a close one. The Chiefs did not shoot themselves in the foot like they did their other losses. Uh, Just a total beatdown. I would say first, you know, look look at offense. You know, offense is not offense is not like getting the the full gamut of of like the window dressing. It's just a window with like a curtain, right? It doesn't have like the pretty trim, the paint. Um, it doesn't have the things like, you know, what I'm used to, like a normal Andy Reid, the enemy led offense with Mahomes is, you know, maybe some double motions, figure out zone or man, um, you know, holding, holding the defense alignment in a longer cadence. So double, triple cadences, longer cadences, um, you know, making, making checks and just really, you know, kind of, kind of playing what the defense gives you. Cause that right now the defense is saying, grind it. And this offense is like, no, 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 we want to, we want explosive plays. And I think that that's where you're at. Like offensively is that is you have to take, take what you're given. Right. And just, you can't force things. Well, Patrick Mahomes did that really well against the Eagles. Uh, The Eagles did play that kind of too high cloud cover uh, type of defense against him. And he was patient. He scored the quiet five touchdown game this season. And um, I think Joe Burrow was named like, AFC player of the week after that. And you're just like, wait a second, Patrick Holmes just scored five touchdowns and you're going <laughs> to name Joe Burrow. But um, that's kind of the voter fatigue we talked about with Patrick Mahomes, but it did seem like, I know Matt Lane has brought this up on the, on the uh, KC lab. If, if you're well tuned into our network, you should go listen to the last KC lab. It, it was phenomenal. Kind of a breakdown and preview of the Washington football team and the Buffalo bills. But Mahomes just kind of looked a little timid in the pocket there. It looked like he didn't want, like he wanted the big plays, but he didn't want to make the 
the mistake or take the risk. And Nick, you and I know if you're going to make a big play, if you're going to have a big shot, there's a big risk involved with that too. Right. And it seemed like Patrick Mahomes was maybe thinking about that risk a little bit more than he does. And credit to the Bills, man, they came out and they adjusted really well. Their defense, I think they ended up playing like man with a cover one robber uh, late in the game on like third downs to really kind of confuse uh, Mahomes and, and all that and kind of disguising it as cover two with a high safety, rolling the safeties down. Um, it, it, it was a really good performance from the Buffalo Bills. I don't think we should take away. Uh, that's a good football team. Um, yeah. They've got some studs on defense. And and I know people like to say, oh, the Chiefs, the, Patrick Mahomes has been figured out. The Chiefs offense has been figured out. And I've said this for ever since the Super Bowl. I guess the formula is to have really good defensive players is to be a really <laughs> good on defense. Because, I mean, they've got like Micah Hyde, Tredavious White, and they didn't even have Matt Milano. They've, they, But they've got good linebackers. They've got good guys that can cover in that secondary. And, and they just do a really good job of kind of limiting those plays, making Patrick Mahomes take the checkdowns. And, and we've seen checkdowns, you know, for the Chiefs. If you check down to Tyreek Hill, it goes for 50 yards. And, and that does work like that. But it just seems like kind of on Sunday – they're out of sync, and it seems like Mahomes didn't want to do the checkdowns, and he wanted to make the big play to kind of get them in it. And it, I think Dan Orlovsky said it looked like Mahomes was trying to score 21 points every play, and there's no play that can score 21 points. <laughs> yeah, I, I checked my, my book. Yeah, there's definitely not a play. <laughs> and, and that's what it is, too. You know, and, and that goes back to, you know, take take what you can. And, and I think you can hit a home run with a bunt. With, with, with a check down, as you mentioned. And I feel like, you know, I think they've lost sight of those plays. And, and I think a lot of it has to deal with figuring out this offensive line. Like, I honestly just don't think that, like, they, they maybe put too much confidence in them. And it's like, hey, you know, give them a little bit of help. And, you know, just I, I think that, that you know, there are ways to run the ball without running the ball. But mm-hmm. I also think that you should, like, hand off the ball, too. And maybe – and I hate to say this, but include a little bit more RPO. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that would help Mahomes um, not think about things so much. Almost treat him like I know he he's an amazing player and a Hall of Famer, but maybe treat him like, like he's a young like he's a younger quarterback and warm him up a little bit. You know, some easy mm-hmm. throws, get him going uh, with the quick stuff, and bore the defense down, like make it make it boring, and then do your quick strikes. You know, just yeah. a simple logic, I think, would, would help out like that. I do think the running game would necess- would help out. I'm I kind of, you know, in that in that weird generation of, you know, the whole running backs don't matter trend going on there. And you don't need to run the ball. You can just throw these quick passes, everything like that. But, man, changing the tempo of the game and being able to run run the ball, grind it out, and bring guys into the box is, is a big part of the game. Uh, you can't just completely ignore the running part of the game. And I think I think you're totally right on that when it comes to – the Chiefs do need to get some movement on the ground to get these defenses to respect that. Then that opens up so much more. You know, we like to say the passing game leads to the run game. The run game also leads to the pass game too. So um, it, it's I'll be interested to see what kind of what Andy Reid and, and Eric Bieniemy scheme up come out of here with. But Nick, I guess we should talk about this defense too. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of things wrong with it, but. But how do this? How does this Chiefs defense rebound from from last week? Man, I mean, I, I think we have to stop saying, you know, hey, you know, we face, you know, the top top four offenses in the right. AFC, right? You can, you can't do that anymore because at some point you do have to say enough is enough. And I don't know if on defense, like I, I was listening to um, the defensive backs coach talk for the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and uh, I heard him talk about route discipline. Um, you know, staying, you know. Uh, 
fixing your eyes on certain things, you know, knowing what to do. And, and I think it's weird. It's a weird concept to say this, but, but offense alignment and corners are so similar where we're on a long enough period of time, a cornerback or an offense lineman is going to get beat, right? It's just, you just don't know where, where it's going, where they're going, all that stuff. And right. you just got to protect your guy. And then at the same time, you know, I, I, I saw when Dan Sorensen sort of like gave up on a route and I'm not calling out Dan, like I'm not, he's a great player. He has some mistakes. We're all human. Um, but I, I've done that on plays where, where you're blocking, you go, okay, surely the ball's thrown by now. And, and you let go, you let your guard down and the guy beats you for a sack. You're like, oh my God, it's been like 10 seconds. Why are you still back there with the ball? <laughs> so, yeah. So just a few disciplined things, a few key things, and maybe spag shoots and simplify the defense. Yeah. I, that's always, that's been thrown out there for, I think a while now is uh, the spag simplification of the defense, maybe to get some other guys out there. One of the big things that is talked about with the uh, with a Spags defense is that players need years in the system, right, to fully understand it. Now, if we want to talk about, um, I don't know, uh, if that's a good strategy to have, if you need to have players three years in your system before they fully understand it, maybe that's for a different podcast. But um, I, I think that I would like to see just a, just try to get a spark, right? You know, maybe throw some different guys out there. Maybe put Willie Gay in on all three downs. Maybe, um, you know, throw Juan Thornhill out there more than you would throw Dan Sorensen out there just to see if you can get a spark, move Legereus Sneed into the slot, uh, throw somebody else out there, Rashad Fenton or something. I don't think that'll happen. But um, they've got too many slot cornerbacks, and they don't have very many outside guys. And we'll talk about this here in a second with injuries that they got, which are very sward. He's now... Um, looking like he's probably not going to play again. So they're kind of in a pickle there, and and it, that also doesn't help this defense. But they do have a low bar kind of to clear, I guess. I mean, if you, <laughs> yeah. hold, if you hold them to a field goal, that's a win. Um, if, you, if you force a punt, you're the best <laughs> – you're the best in Kansas City Chiefs eyes. Uh, so, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see kind of how they respond, how they rebound from that game. And they've got a good team with Washington football team to kind of get a rebound with, if that makes sense. This this this, this, this offense isn't going to isn't going to break any records. If they right. do, we got a problem, Nick. Yeah, we really do. We really do. And and then you're really going to say, "Okay, we're going to have to not hit the panic button." But you're going to say, okay, things are broken. Uh, a lot of things are broken. Yeah. And, and I would definitely be, be remiss to say that that with defense, if the offense doesn't support the defense through through scoring, through 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 drives, you know, keeping the defense off the field, you know, that does make the, the defense's job that much harder. And so it, a lot of having a good defense is making sure your offense is able to possess the ball and score because that motivates the defense. Like – Oh shit. Well, they're not scoring. And then you're like, well, crap, what are we going to do? And then you get frustrated. Then this whole snowball effect. So yeah, offense needs to do their part for the defense as well and score some points. For sure. And when the defense did do their part, the offense didn't do it against the Bills. Yep. Uh, they it's got a team two game. straight stops. It is. It is a team game. And we've seen the special teams kind of lack on the Chiefs end as well. So uh, it's been a little rough for the Chiefs. Timing has been off not only with Patrick Mahomes and the receivers, but as a team as a whole. You know, getting getting penalties on special teams is a timing issue. Getting stops on defense and then not scoring on offense, that's a timing issue as well. Uh, so I, I think Patrick Mahomes addressed, you know, his interceptions and saying, like, you know, I think this is just like the inverse of us having 
good luck all the rest of the year. It'll even out. And I, and I kind of agree with it. The Chiefs have had some pretty good luck uh, when we talk about their Super Bowl run, not having to face Tom Brady and the Patriots, getting the number two seed thanks to Ryan Fitzpatrick, who the Chiefs would see this week, but he is injured. Taylor Heineke is the quarterback for um, the Washington football team. Old Dominion U, I believe, um, is where he comes <laughs> from. But um, the That's next awesome. topic... Yeah, basketball school for sure. The next topic I want to talk about, I need to read off of my, my sheet here because the Chiefs are dealing with some injuries. Um, Joe God, Tooney, Chris Jones, Tyreek Hill, Charvarius Ward, Blake Bell, all were non-participants in Thursday's practice. You know, Thursday practice. We can talk about that all we want. Usually Wednesday. I don't personally put a whole lot of stock into Wednesday practices. Uh, Thursday, maybe a little bit more on the, oh, okay, that's kind of a little sketchy. But Hitchens was a limited participant uh joe tooney broke his hand i guess in the first drive of the game against buffalo play the rest of the game um so what do you think about these injuries and especially to guys like jones uh ward and and hitchens like those are the like the three positions the chiefs desperately need guys in and they've got basically their top line guys hurt it's i think i've said this before and i'll say it again i swear they made their their injury sacrifices before like last season. And you, I would have thought with all the injuries that they would, they would have paid the, the injury gods off and that they would have left right. them alone. Yeah. But apparently someone's drinking Joe booze rum, you know, <laughs> someone, someone is not, is, is not adhering to things and it's, it's getting sideways. I mean, that list you just read me was like, Oh, were those the, the pro bowl, uh, the highest <laughs> vote getters in the pro bowl for the chiefs. Like, I mean, yeah. that's wild. Like I, I've never seen that before. Like, and it just, it just sucks when you can't, I mean, practice like right now you need people to, to, you know, to get the reps, to get the everything like mm-hmm. that, but vets missing practice. It's like, okay, you got to get injured and vets are good about taking mental reps. And if anything, it's a good chance for, for the younger people to, yeah. to step up and, you know, see what they have to offer. You know, maybe they can get some live reps this week. Yeah, maybe so. The Chiefs are not the most deep team, I'll say, when it comes to what they have on, on the different different positions. As I mentioned earlier, with cornerback, especially outside cornerback, they're kind of uh, running thin there. I I personally like LeJerry Sneed a lot more in the slot, but at this point in time, you can't put him there just because you don't have an outside corner with Traverius Ward being injured. Say what you want about Traverius Ward. He likes to tackle. He's a good tackler. Yes, and he I, does. He's physical. He, he is a very physical, physical tackler. Joe Tooney, I think they anticipate him to play. That dude's tough. I think he's only missed like three games in his NFL career. I think he was drafted in 2016 by the Patriots. So um, a very – I remember that's when they signed him. They said, you know, this guy doesn't miss. And, like, that's kind of what the Chiefs wanted. Calicio Simile last year, um, like, tore tenons in both his knees on a really weird fluke play. And they had just, like, injuries to the interior offensive line all year. They were hoping, man, let's get this guy who's, like, an Iron Man. So hopefully he can club up and play. I'd uh, love to see Chris Jones out there kind of to get some confidence against a, against a Washington football team that's not the best, for lack of a better term, football team. Um, <laughs> so I'd like to see him get some confidence there. Same thing with, you know, like Hitchens and, and Blake Bell, like it or not. I mean, he's been a pretty decent piece in this in this Chiefs team, good special teamer as well, uh, hasn't jumped off sides or anything. So that'll be something to keep your eye on as, as the week kind of goes on of who's going to be in and who's going to be out. So, Nick, last little topic here for front of the queue. The Washington football team made an announcement, I think, as today. Um, as we're recording this episode, it was a tweet. I saw it on my way to work, and I was like, 
oh, this Sunday? Uh, but this Sunday, they're retiring Sean Taylor's number. Nick, thoughts? <laughs> what a total smokescreen. I mean, I, I've, I've heard from so many people that Dan Snyder just totally just dropped the ball on those emails and, like, how those got leaked. Like, I mean, it, I, this I, – I've done I've, – I just – this, like, this is like, you know, going to your parents' house and saying, hey, hey, guys, I'm getting married. Oh, cool. When? This weekend. Yeah. I mean, it's, just, it's just so terrible. It's like – like, I don't know, like, okay, what's the proper, how are you supposed to introduce that? Right. Like did yeah. Sean Taylor's family know this was happening and whatever, or is this like, they're like, Oh, Oh, we are They're Okay. Let's go. Perfect. Like, it just feels like a distraction. And it also mm -hmm. feels like another episode or another instance of teams treating Kansas city as their super bowl. You know, yeah. it's like a reverse homecoming thing. You know, you just schedule your weakest opponents. It's just like, let's hype this up. Let's make this special to the players. And what better to motivate the players than you know, one of the one of the one of the goats who you know his life oh, was yeah. tragically cut short. Mm, yeah, Sean Taylor. I mean, I can remember watching like NFL films. I still watch like videos of Sean Taylor. That dude was, that dude was real deal. Was it was it Sean Taylor who laid out the punter in the Pro Bowl? Yes. Um, that's that's that's, that's my first thought when I think of him. Not at Miami yeah. being a headhunter. Uh, yeah. I mean, just I mean, in the which in this modern game, I mean, if that happened, I think mean, oh, people man. would lose their minds. But it'd be awesome. So he's the third player in franchise history to receive a, 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 a retired number. I think he's very much deserving of it. I saw a statement earlier on Twitter. I'm trying to find it right now. Some people were just like, oh, why, why now? Like kind yeah. of the same reaction that you had, like why now? And, and how come that nobody really knew? Um, and this is from, I'm looking at this article here that was written by Adam Schefter, who was also called out in these football team emails. What a, Man. what a, what a real mess. Um, so I'm trying to find this guy's name here. Right is his last name. I can't. Well, anyway, he says that, quote, we screwed up the execution, and as a result, we realized that it may hurt many of our fans deeply, and for that, we as an organization are sorry. Um, I believe that's, I want to say Alan Wright, but I don't know if that's true. Mm -hmm. um, Jason Wright is, is the Washington football team president. Um, he kind of said that, and yeah, it was a weird, all sort of weird. It kind of seems like a cover up, also for all the other things <laughs> that are coming out of Washington. Yeah, it's like, hey, look what we're doing. We're honoring <laughs> Sean Taylor, so you can't be mad at us um, this weekend. It's a, it's a get out of jail free card. But no, love Sean Taylor. Love. It's tragic what happened to him. I'm glad he is getting honored. Wish it would have been under better circumstances. Number one, and he would have been, and he hopefully he gets honored properly and and respectfully instead of used as a cover up or as as you mentioned a reverse homecoming <laughs> yeah it is it really is you're right i just hope it is right i agree with you i hope it's a proper tribute to a, a great man yeah so let's move on to the jack stack beef of the week the crown prime beef of the week and it's right this is man this is it's ooh, this is this what this week, Nick. I was gift wrapped a beef of the week with a nice little bow on top. I didn't have to do any searching. I didn't have to start any beefs with anybody on Twitter. I didn't have to go at any companies. 
Yes. That's right. Let's get it. This will be our new, new theme song. Yes. <laughs> we'll have to pay whatever record company has that for that song. There we go. That's your proper, that's your proper warm-up. There it is right there. The beef of the week. If you don't know, you've probably been living under a rock, but there was a fight at Arrowhead for the second time in as many weeks. This time was a super fan fight. X-Factor in Red Extreme. One of those guys you might know. The other one you might not have known until the beginning of this week, like myself. But they got an, I should put in air quotes, a fight. Yeah. Um, it was one punch. Yeah. Um, shout out to Red Extreme for the form, for the location of that strike. Very good. What a scored high on a boxing card, I'm, I'm sure. Um, I think that it was, it was it was something good to distract um, Chiefs fans from the absolute shellacking that happened on the field was yeah. a shellacking that happened in the stands. But um, if you don't know, Red Extreme – punched x-factor in the face the memes to come out of it were glorious but not as glorious as x-factor going on fox oh. 4 news to talk about it shout out shout oh. out the folks at fox 4 news jacob kittlestad and, and fox 4 for some for some phenomenal journalism uh, it really seemed like a story out of the onion it seemed like yeah. it was on anchorman i was watching it thinking this is satirical yeah. no it's not. And you see, oh, I, I, I don't like to give too much publicity to it, but my goodness, it was a real breath of fresh air that I needed this week to just to see all of the drama going around uh, with this super fan fight. And, and if you don't know, X Factor um, is a guy that has obviously people are trying to say, oh, this man has been sober for years and this and that. And it's like, he's also, I've seen this guy at, at stadiums and tailgates just gone, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's like for him to say he's multiple years sober, I'm like, I think I saw you, <laughs> whatever. And he said racist things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he, he's, he's talked about um, the players kneeling, right? He had some, yep. some yep. negative thoughts on players kneeling. And so it's funny for, for national media to pick up the story and they say, Oh, these people are, are, are they're so down that they're, you know, they're cheering this man and get knocked out. It's like, well, X factor through that water bottle yep. at red extreme, you know, and then try to make up some lies and things like that. But you're right. The memes, um, mm. whoever said this looks, was it Briscoe? Yes. It looks like a Renaissance painting. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Shout out Josh Briscoe. That um, was, that <laughs> made me laugh. And like I said, you don't want to make a lot of someone's injuries, but when you instigate, like it's one thing if, if he got sucker punched, and you know whatever, but it's not right. Instigate it, man. You wanted that. You wanted the mm -hmm. smoke, or you thought you wanted that smoke. But yeah, that was the <laughs> when he looked like he looked like a Renaissance painting. I was like, yeah. Yes. Also, grab the dude's jersey first. Yep, he made first contact. So like at that point, I think it's fair game. Um, I I think to uh, to that point of like you know what what all happened. These guys have had a history before, yeah, a long so history. it's like a long history. Um, I encourage you to go, you know, just to Twitter and, and just search X factor chiefs. You will find it very, very wonderful things. Also another thing that I don't feel bad, like kind of laughing about it is he's almost retweeted every meme about it on his Twitter. Um, so he's making light of it too. That's why I don't feel bad talking about it right now because he yeah. knows and he knows any publicity is better than no publicity. Um, right. And he Marketing even limping on, 
limping on Fox Four News, holding his ribs, and there's even a little, little, <laughs> a little screenshot that came out of. He rolled his car like last yeah. Tuesday and got rib injuries from there, and is claiming that he got broken ribs from Red Extreme when he fell down the stairs after Red Extreme knocked his lights out, and <laughs> he wants to sue him. He doesn't have a leg to stand on, and it's just it's just fun to watch this all develop. It's and been it, a well, great distraction. It has been, and, and to me, it's like I'm I'm a big I'm like an anti-social media person. Because yeah. I do feel we are, I know that's weird to say, right? As I'm doing a podcast <laughs> and I'm on Twitter and Instagram, um, I feel like it distracts us a lot, right? And mm-hmm. I, I can't get full focus sometimes. And if you're constantly, I'm constantly like sub- checking my phone, right? If I'm waiting anywhere, I'm like whipping it out and be like, oh, what's yeah. what's going on on Twitter? But to me, that was the the one good thing about Twitter or like one of the, the numerous good things about Twitter was I felt like I was there. And I was mm-hmm. seeing it live and I was getting all these different viewpoints. And I'm like, I, okay, I'm looped in. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, I'm on it. Like, uh, like, like Scooby-Doo, like, <laughs> like we, we've got this mystery solved, right? It's the owner of the amusement park. <laughs> Before we move on, got to give shout outs to Platinum Sombrero on Twitter, who had some great memes out of the whole, he made a 30 for 30 trailer for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that one's good. You need to go find that one. If you haven't watched already, uh, the fake Ned Yost was also all over it um, on the meme front. And Joshua Briscoe obviously had some very phenomenal tweets about that. But, Nick, let's move on to possibly some more some serious football talk. I don't know what we're going to do because this is blind nil. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what I'm talking about. We're bringing it to the table the first time. So, Nick, what is your blind nil for this week? All right. So, so my blind nil, I'm going to veer off into the like happiness direction, I guess, or this could lead to sadness. I really don't know. <laughs> During this, this, this skid for, for Chiefs fans that, you know, if you've been a Chiefs fan in, in the, the days of old where, you know, the, the Haley years and Cornell yeah. and, and all that. How do you cope? How do you cope during during this time, Tucker? What, what's your are you eating your emotions? Are you drinking excessively? Like, yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, during the Todd Haley years, uh, I was not very old. Uh, I'm, gonna try, I'm gonna try to think. So, like, you know, we just we do a weekly video series with Matt Castle up on Twitter. He breaks down a play. But like when Matt Castle was a quarterback, I do remember it. I remember trading for Matt Castle and thinking like. Holy cow! This Chiefs team is going to be really good because they got the next great quarterback out of New England, the next the next Brady backup, you know, who came in and played like four or five games and played really well in those four or five games. I was like, dude, Matt Castle's a stud. Don't get me wrong, love Matt, uh, phenomenal guy, and I don't think he was what was wrong with those football teams. Um, I would like to make that clear, um, but I can't really remember what I did because, like, I was like in probably middle school. Um, so I probably went and played, I don't know, like on my DS or something. I probably went and had to worry about some other, probably my math homework is I guess what I would do to cope. But uh, I know that's probably not the answer you wanted to hear. But what would you do, Nick? This is an interesting perspective. You know, as a former NFL player, what would you do to cope with like a loss? Just got to, I would say, uh, avoid avoid social media for, for one. If, if, I, if you're asking me, like if I was a player, ask me like right now. Like if, well, kind if, of both, yeah. If, if I was a player, I would avoid social media. I mean, because you just can hear people breaking you down. Um, you know, like wolves tearing at your carcass, uh, pronouncing you dead. Um, all these bold takes, is, and this is why I said this: this attention economy. All these national things have these bold takes. 
the Chiefs are finished. Everyone's figured out the Chiefs. And it's yep. like, just avoid all that. Uh, and just, you know, focus on yourself. I, I, my, my biggest thing is control what you can control. You know, that means watch more film, uh, get your body right, uh, try to stay positive with your people. Um, and when you get away, just get away. You know, watch as much film and then, then get away. And then as a fan, I kind of do the same thing. Like I stay off social media. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear people, people, you know, diagnose problems that I'm like, just a couple of people I trust on, on Twitter. But for the most part, people yeah. are, are, you know, they're like dogs uh, fighting over fresh meat. Sometimes I do get a little reactionary on Twitter. That might be a shock. Um, I'm a little dramatic, especially on game days on Twitter. Like, well, this are is you, the worst football you? game I've ever seen in my life. Um, so, like, that, I will tweet through it like that. Yeah, like, are you dramatic like that? Oh, yes. Oh, really? Um, but, like, in person, if I, like, say it, you can tell him being sarcastic and I'm not, like, 100% serious. But, like, when I tweet it, because, like, I usually tweet stuff like that, like, well, this is over. Like it, you know, like I just woe is me type tweets. And people were just like, You are a hater. You hate yeah. on this team. You're not even a real Chiefs fan. I'm just like, chill, guys. Like, I'm just tweeting through it like the rest of us are, man. Do you have I'm to put just... emoji to let them know you're sarcastic? Oh, I should. Like right? I should. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That yeah, it was not good. I meant to block that user is what yeah, I meant to do. That was ignorant as hell. Um, Jesus yeah, Christ. not good. Sorry yeah. about that. I, I hate that, that that got put up there, but meant to block that guy. And with the spam comments, you know, it just keeps coming up. But I wanted to put this comment up here with uh, from Joshua Burton. He said, I'm always pissed off in the moment of these poor performances, but I still feel hopeful that they will correct the ship. Andy always does. See, I think that's what you can kind of take with you is that like, okay, this is a this is a Super Bowl level coaching staff um and and this is a, a staff that has won a super bowl andy reed is a super bowl winning coach you can kind of have a confidence in that i don't think in just three weeks these guys lost their super bowl caliberness if i don't think <laughs> no. caliberness is a real world but right. um i think that that's kind of something you could take with us yeah and, and i agree man this is a good coach i think uh it's tough i mean football is such a 50 50 sport especially in the nfl where there's such a thing as parity that you know you have to get those mistakes figured out and if you don't man you're going to see you're going to see it every week and they're going to say we're going to run this at you uh until you stop it and until yeah. you can stop something you'll see it all the time you know it's like the best way to get rid of a blitz is to pick it up exactly say, oh, never doing that again yep Patrick Holmes has been pretty good against the Blitz. Just throw it where, they're, throw it where they aren't. That's just an oversimplification of it. But just my blind it. nil, uh, kind of to, to wrap us up here, Washington football team. You know, we kind of talked about them earlier. Taylor Heineke is the Taylor Heineke-led football team. They have really one weapon on this football team, right? They got Terry McLaurin. Scary Terry. A stud. If you've got him on your fantasy team, you probably already know he's a stud. So my question to you, Nick, what is considered a success for this Chiefs defense in terms of stats-wise? Like holding Terry McLaurin to what numbers? And, I, and I'll give you some kind of benchmarks. Um, so he's got 400 yards this season in five games. That works out to 80 yards a game. He's got 13.8 yards per catch and 8.2 yards per target. So he's doing some damage when he gets the football. Uh, and this Chiefs team, man, they've got one guy to cover what do you think a, a good game, if you consider a success for this Chiefs defense? I think a success, and, and this will oversimplify the hell out of it, is, is they have to stop Washington 
from scoring one less point than the Chiefs. Yeah. So if they win three to two or 60 to 59, that's a success. Because when you're in a slump, you can't be picky, right? right. You can't, you cannot be be like, oh, let's like, we just need we they need a win and they need they need just to get get like a win just to be have some confidence and just to be able to say, okay, now we're gonna let's put another win together next week and just live mm-hmm. not even one week increments, live in one day increments. And that's what you have to do. Right. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. They just kind of need something to build momentum off of because it really seems like even like the Eagles game, they kind of got a little bit of momentum immediately struck down there by the by the Bills. And, you know, after the, the Browns game, close win, good, good win for them. And then it got immediately struck down by the Ravens and then even more struck down by the Chargers. So it's one of those things where I think it is going to be a confidence building thing. Um, for the Chiefs, if they do get some stops, I think getting some turnovers will be big for this defense. They haven't really forced a whole lot of turnovers really since uh, Tyron Matthews two interceptions in Week One. Um, I don't know. I can't. I can't remember their uh, turnovers on the top of my head, but I know the Chiefs' offense has turned the ball over eleven times, and I know for a fact the Chiefs' defense has not forced eleven turnovers. So they are minus in the turnover differential. I think that'll be big, kind of. As you mentioned, I think the momentum building is going to be huge, especially, you know, it's a long season. I know we kind of talked about earlier, people are already calling the Chiefs dead and dead in the water. (laughs) It's week six, so I'm not too concerned, but I do think that there are some things to be be worried about and and to keep an eye on, but that doesn't uh, mean anything. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. It's still early in the season. Um, You do have to get stuff corrected because this is a problem. And uh, like I said, to me, real teams show themselves November, December. But you got to you got to get yep. enough wins early part. You know, when it's still warm, uh, when it gets football weather, then that's when the good teams show up. I agree with you, Nick. We usually do agree. Uh, I we don't do. know if that makes for a good podcast or not, but um, I thought that this was a pretty good podcast. Hopefully, next week we got BJ Kissel on with us. Thanks to our sponsor, Jack Stack. In next, that's right, right by you there. At 87th and 435. You've been out there yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We took the family out there uh, last Sunday or something like that. And uh, I, I tweeted about it and it was glorious. And just oh, to that's right, just to have those, those crown prime ribs, you know, right down the street, uh, a awesome patio. Uh, they have great cocktails, by the way. Um, I was drinking Makers in the Rocks. I guess that's a cocktail, right? I mean, that's a, that's a drink. <laughs> And, um, <laughs> and the kids loved it, man. My daughter loves wings. Uh, my son loves the burn ends. My wife does. And it's just, oh, yeah. ugh, it's, it's classy old school, like, like the rat pack. It's just, it's just classy as hell. And it's just fantastic barbecue. It really is. Uh, I do enjoy it. Every time I have Jack stack barbecue, Kansas city spoiled with some phenomenal barbecue places. Jack stack, just one of those. Uh, just historic institutions in Kansas City uh, when it comes to barbecue. Last comment I want to throw up here from Joshua Burton. Bring on the 13-14 personnel. Load up them tight ends, baby. Get them all out there. Get them all out there and let's just r- run the ball. But, you know, I like I would like that personnel, but don't bring in double tight. Split them out. Split mm. them out. I, it's, I, I always despise the, con- the concept of let's bring in a big guy because guess what? They bring in a big guy too. And guess what? It's traffic everywhere. I don't want uh, eight lanes of traffic and all filled. I want 
highways with no cars on them. So you can run fast and, and, you know, hit people and run the ball. Yep. I agree with you, Nick. It was a pleasure talking with you on this fine evening. Hey, if you listen to the podcast, Apple Music, Spotify, thank you. Wherever you listen to your podcast, there's so many different podcast providers out there. Uh, you just, we, we're on all of them. And if we're not on the one you want, let us know and we'll get it on there. And if you love us, leave a five-star review. Leave a, a kind comment. Uh, tell us tell us how you feel about the show. We're, we're always trying to improve things, always trying to make things better. Next week, we'll be back maybe at the same time. We'll see. Uh, we're doing a little bit of an experiment here, see what time you guys like the best. So until then, I'll catch you later, Chiefs Kingdom.